welcome to the Tune In with Marcy podcast, where we always know that being you takes so much courage. Where you're joined by me, host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, every week for eye-opening, deep, real talk conversations on connecting to our intuition, personal power, the universe, and creating authentic relationships with each other. I want you to get ready for practical tips, inspiring stories, and answers to your burning questions. You know what they are that keep keeping you up at night. Whether you're struggling with overcoming fear to follow your life's passion, or you're experiencing Groundhog Day with repeating unhealthy patterns, this podcast is for you, sensitive soul. So get ready to live your truth. A quick note. This podcast sometimes has adult language because these are adult conversations. So plan accordingly, whether that means turning it off when kids are around or using your earbuds and earphones. Now on to this week's episode. I can't wait for you to listen. Hello, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host and intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I'm so excited that you're joining me today. If you've missed it, we're halfway through the series focused on how our intuition speaks to us. I covered some earlier topics, um, wonderful topics that I'm super passionate about, that are some ways our intuition speaks to us, including dreams. And in my last episode, I explored the way our intuition speaks to us through our body. So in case you missed those, you can check out those rich episodes uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Today, I'm I'm recording at a time that's different than when I normally record this. I um, kind of behind schedule of when I normally do these things because I actually got cold for this season and that kind of the, the illness kind of put me behind a little bit and just the, the cramming of the holidays here where I live in the United States and, and trying to complete my work before I give myself an actual full break of a week and a half off, um, put me behind. So why am I saying that? That means that uh, normally there's maybe less activity in the house, but today the whole family is here. So it's me and the dog and the bird and the husband. (laughs) And I've uh, put myself in a corner of the apartment, but you may hear more activity in the background more than normal. So if you hear a little singing and voices and stuff, that's my, my beautiful, our beloved parrot, Odie, who... Uh, gets really active sometimes when my husband is around because she really loves him. She doesn't get to see him when he's at work during the week. So uh, unlike me who works at home. So enjoy the random serenading or little voices in the background (laughs) as you hear them. This week, I am exploring a really fun and mysterious topic sometimes, which is the topic of signs and synchronicities and how our intuition speaks to us through them. I really love this topic first because I think a lot of people, I have seen this happen both in my client work, in the courses that I teach, 
that there are a lot of people that are pushing for, expecting, and waiting really big, flashy experiences with their intuition. Now, there's a lot of reasons why that's the case. I think, you know, great mystical stories tell us that we should have giant mystical experiences in order for us to know that our intuition is speaking to us and that's the only way intuition speaks or we may have that reinforced through movies television etc so I think there's a like a, a pressure or a sense of a need for big flashy experiences and a sense of sensationalism and big experiences are great I mean they're lovely and Yes, sometimes those things can happen, but I actually find that the subtle experiences in the everyday experience, like signs and synchronicities, or a dream that you would have otherwise ignored, or a reoccurring body sensation, can be some of the most profound moments where your intuition is speaking to you. And they're subtle, and they're interwoven into the everyday seamlessly. In a way that if we're not paying attention to them, we would miss them. So that's part of the reason why I have been covering these topics in this series, because I think that we are too often expecting and limited by a perspective that we need to have big experiences. There, I cannot tell you the number of times I've had sessions with clients over the years where in a one-on-one session, someone tells me, you know, I'm not very intuitive. I'm not intuitive. I don't really get messages. And then when we kind of start to pull things apart because they're feeling stuck around a decision, whether they're going through a life transition, whether it's career or relationship, or maybe they're trying to uncover their purpose, that it's, it's really in the everyday when they start to slow down and they pay attention to these subtle moments that they would have otherwise pushed aside that then they discover, oh my gosh, my intuition has been speaking to me all along and I've missed it all along the way. Because they're expecting some kind of gigantic dream, to, you know, prophetic, prophetic dream to be delivered to them to give them a definitive answer. Or they're expecting, you know, like a, a, a vision where they have like this kind of holographic vision where they're sitting there and then like a spirit guide shows up to them in the room and they see them with their eyes and the, the, the whole room is blazing with light. And, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just not like that. <laughs> Certainly people can have big experiences, but I would say that there can be too much of an emphasis on that. And if we're always chasing big experiences, we're missing the subtle. And sometimes it's really the, the subtle where the magic is. And a lot of times when you stop searching for the big experiences and intuition is like, ah, oh, finally, let's settle down and have like a real relationship. And a real relationship is like what? I mean, if you're married, if you're in a long-term partnership, it's not big, gigantic, massive, romantic gestures usually and like big lustful feelings it's more subtle and there's magic in the subtlety if you can embrace it so in the same way intuition is the same way so if you can't tell I'm excited to talk about this (laughs) because forget the flashy if you have flashy great but stop expecting it because you're putting too much pressure on your intuition and you're missing 
a lot of opportunities to be guided. So quick recap. When I'm talking about intuition, I'm including both your higher, wider, wiser self, soul, your essence, whatever you want to call that, like the deepest part of you. I'm including that guidance and inner voice. I'm including your spirit guides. I'm including the wider web of life around us because I do believe the entire web of life is alive and connected and that's plants, it's animals, it's um, <clears throat> weather beings. It's I, I think that life is alive, however you want to understand that. There is an aliveness that is in the fabric of life that communicates to us, ancestors and other uh, spirits and beings on the other side. Um, I really love the way that Sharon Blackie, a really beautiful Um, author, psychologist, and teacher on myth shares about Celtic mythology and the way that Celtic mythology understands the intuitive world. So I call it intuitive world. People call it other things like spirit world, unseen world, etc. I like the intuitive world because I see intuition as as, is interwoven and interfabriced into that. And for me, it's a way of bridging kind of spirit and a different part of us that's not just the ego mind. So in Celtic mythology, the way that Sharon Blackie talks about it in her work is that in Celtic mythology, there's the other world. And what I love about this concept is that in the other world, there's, there, there's this unseen reality, like realm of reality that we can recognize is you could say parallel or overlaying this current reality and that with intentional practice and sometimes by accident and sometimes like sometimes we're the ones piercing through the veil to access that quote-unquote other world and sometimes the other world is piercing through the veil to communicate with us is the best way to think about it and I love that because then the intuitive world is not somewhere else. It's not somewhere off, not on earth. It's not in some far off galaxy. Although I do think that there are other realms of reality and I do think that you can access different dimensions, but you don't have to, because I think so often when people are talking about intuition, it's very disconnected from here on earth and your everyday experience. So then it becomes a kind of a a sense of honestly escapism. We're not looking for escapism. We're looking for how can our relationship with our world around us deepen our connection to being grounded in the present. I'm super passionate about that because I think being able to travel and access other realms of reality, if you listen to the the trailer of what I wanted to talk about of why I created this, why I recreated this podcast is I think we need to have a much more grounded spirituality. Um, I'm, I think that's imperative because some, there are a lot of people that are super plugged into their spiritual practice and are not grounded in this reality. They're constantly, honestly, escaping it and bypassing it. And then you have the opposite. You know, there's people in the middle. But if we kind of talk about the extremes, then that gives us a sense of like a dimmer switch of where we can maybe be that's a healthy expression in the middle somewhere. And the other side of it is that people are so lost in this material realm of reality of being on earth and in their human lives, that then there's no 
connection and recognition of this wider web of the unseen around them and how it's communicating to them. So just that's like a quick recap if this is your first time tuning in or if you missed an episode where I was kind of talking about that. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. So let's talk about synchronicity. What do I mean by synchronicity? The term synchronicity first came from, as I understand it, the psychoanalyst Carl Jung, which he used to refer to, he talked about it in a lot of different ways. My favorite way of how he talks about synchronicity is as meaningful coincidences, right? So uh, an interesting coincidence that has meaning for you and you go, wow, huh, that means something. So for example, let's say you have an old friend that keeps popping into your mind and you think, yeah, I should totally call them. I haven't seen them in a while. I haven't chatted with them in a while. And the next thing you know, you run into them at the grocery store, even though they live in a completely different area. That's interesting. Meaningful coincidence, perhaps, maybe what we would call a synchronicity. Another example, you continue to see the same repeating initials of your deceased grandfather on pens and hats and t-shirts and The next thing you know, you're in traffic and the license plate in front of you has the initials on the highway. Also, I would say interesting potential synchronicity. While walking through the city, let's say you see three foxes in the middle of the day walk right in front of you in a city park and you have an interesting connection with foxes. Like you have uh, maybe a pull towards them or you feel really you find them to be one of the most beautiful creatures. There's this interesting connection for you. That can be a synchronicity. So some people argue that there is cognitive bias or a bias that we, this is a way that we can look for ways to confirm what we believe in our environment. So it's like those, when people are using the cognitive bias argument, to try to, for example, talk away synchronicity, they're saying, okay, let's say you really love foxes, then you're just looking for foxes in your environment, and it's not actually meaningful, it's just rather that you are, your, your, your brain is biased towards that. So some of, some of that actually, there, there is, can be a legitimate part of that, that can be true. But I would say if you're walking in in a park and midday and there's three foxes that walk in front of you that's kind of unusual I wouldn't call that cognitive bias so it's important to balance acknowledging that synchronicities and science from your intuition can exist and that not everything is a sign in synchronicity because sometimes people swing to the opposite end you can have one side again we're talking about You'll see as I talk about things, I like to talk about the extremes of the ends of perspectives sometimes. So then we can locate, well, what is a balanced perspective? How can we both, how can we not be in denial? And, and, you know, and how can we really, because I'm always passionate about how can we use both our intuition and our intellect? It's, it's a marrying of two sides of ourselves, right? So the, the folks that are arguing about cognitive bias are coming from a very intellectual space. I think that's an important thing to explore and look at. And those people who then argue that everything, 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 always, always, always is a sign are coming from a 
<coughs> excuse me, are coming from an entirely intuitive place. And we, we need balance of both because we have both parts of ourselves. Still getting over this cold a little bit, but it's getting better. So you'll excuse me. I don't know if I'll probably drink some water. I think that so we can have people that get too caught up and all of a sudden everything is a sign and they're spinning themselves out. And this has happened so many times in my client work where people will come to me and say, oh my gosh, there's so many signs and there's so much information. It's overwhelming me. I don't even know what to make up with. Like, and then this happened and that happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. And, you know, sometimes I'll find myself stopping them and saying, okay, well, let's slow this down. Let's put this piece puzzle together. Is it true that every single one of those pieces is a sign and a synchronicity? I'm, let, let's really examine that. And on the other end, there are some people that are so in denial of synchronicities and signs that you know, synchronicities are happening so often for them that they're just oblivious. So I've had people come into my client sessions who are convinced that everything's a sign. And honestly, that doesn't really serve them because then you end up being, being pulled in so many different directions. Because if you think everything, everything, everything is always a sign and a synchronicity, it can really pull you in a million different directions. And then if you think nothing is a sign or a synchronicity and you're struggling to find guidance, then you're likely missing things that are really, really obvious in your environment that are trying to guide you, right? So it's a both and. What I'm trying to say ultimately is that I do believe signs and synchronicities are real and a way for the intuitive world to communicate with us. And I think it's important for us to acknowledge that along with the part of us that wants to be smart about using our intellect. Hi there. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. I just wanted to pop in and tell you about some exciting opportunities for you to continue to deepen your understanding of intuition and to learn some practical tools. Did you know that I have some mini courses available on my website's shop covering important topics about intuition, like how to sort through the noise what's the difference between fear and intuition, how to create boundaries, healthy ones <laughs> while honoring your intuition and how to honor your intuition in romantic relationships where I find that to be such a sticky spot for clients and people I've worked with over the years. If you go to marcymoberg.com forward slash shop, you'll find some recorded workshops available for purchase and immediately you can download them. In each of the workshops, I share important insights, practical tools, and I answer frequently asked questions. These three topics in particular were ones that I have been asked about the most over the last six years of my work. So I think you'll really find them enjoyable and all of the workshops have gotten wonderful feedback so far. Also in the coming weeks, you'll see some more mini courses available on my shop. And in addition, in 2020, I'll be teaching more live online courses to focus on serving more people. 
Yes, I'll still be doing one-on-one work. If you didn't know that I have a one-on-one private practice, I do. And I'll also be doing one-on-one work moving forward to a much more limited number of clients so that I can actually focus on teaching and serving more people and then deepening the connection and the process and time that I commit to my one-on-one clients. So for now, I've actually closed my books for new clients for 2020, uh, 2019 <clears throat> and have started a waiting list for when I feel ready to reopen my books in 2020. I'm still not sure when that's going to be, but sometime in early 2020, I will reopen my books for new clients. So if you'd like to get on the bandwagon of um, potentially doing one-on-one work with me and Uh, make sure that you also don't miss any updates about upcoming courses, either of those things. You want to make sure to hop on over to marcimoberg.com. That's M-A-R-C-I-M-O-B as in boy, E-R-G as in george.com to join my newsletter to stay up to date. So for that, that's it for now. Let's go back to the show and continue this episode on signs and synchronicities. Let's talk now about how signs and synchronicities have looked for me over the years. Because as usual, I like to make this really practical and grounded. So we're, you know, on the same page as much as possible. For me, this has included, signs and synchronicities for me have included specific symbols that my ancestors and guides use to communicate with me and let me know that they are with me or that they want to connect and have like a conversation. So for example, that has included strange experiences I have with cardinals, like a cardinal that continues to to sing outside my window loudly over and over and over again, like a telephone almost ringing while looking in the window at me. This has actually happened several times, along with a sense that my grandfather's energy is near. And that several times has let me know that he has a message for me and is literally trying to call me on the cosmic telephone. In times that this has happened, it's been, perhaps I've been trying to ignore a message (laughs) or wasn't feeling ready for something or was feeling like I was having a lot going on in my life and I didn't feel like I had capacity or space to be able to take in a message at that time. So for him specifically, when he's wanted me to know that that, hey, there's actually something really important I need to talk to you about, that's one way that he has sent signs and synchronicities for me. Another is repetition. And when I mean repetition, I mean lots of it over and over and over again, whether it's a teaching that continues to keep coming up, you know, having... Uh, something that that I'm uh, that's a teaching, that's something that's an insight that I may see in a book, and then the next thing I know, it like comes up in a conversation with someone, and the next thing I know, it's like in a YouTube video that pops up, and the next thing I know, it's in like an Instagram post that somebody shared. Like, it may not be the exact same wordings, but it's the same essence. It can also be a name, could be a, a a location, an animal, a picture. Anything that keeps popping up over and over and over again, undeniable repetition. This is how I find, you know, for example, a lot of the great books that I read. I always tell people, 
you know, when you start to work with your intuition over time, you can just really allow intuition to teach you. And so a lot of times how I have been invited into the next step of my path has been really, really unusual synchronicities with books. That's generally how I find most of my books these days. It also can be good, eerie messages delivered from others. And I don't mean eerie like scary. I mean eerie like, you know, wow, that's so crazy you said that because I was just thinking about or I just heard, you know, those kind of moments. Almost like someone from the other side is speaking through that person. Like the number of times with increasing frequency that people told me to create a podcast and here I am. I, I had conversations with strangers and clients and students of mine and friends. It just kept coming up in all these really unusual ways that finally, and, and I'm not talking about over a period of weeks, I'm talking about years. It took me years to finally um, say, okay, I will take the message. And they would like cycle and then it'd go away and, and I, because I'd be thinking about it. And then... Uh, intuition would like start cycling the message again and then it'd go away. So that's another way how signs and synchronicities have worked for me. Changes in my environment that seem to like sync up or parallel with something I am aware of. So for example, one day when I was on retreat, I felt this call to go to a labyrinth and to walk the labyrinth. And I, and I had this sense to walk the labyrinth barefoot. I didn't really know why. I just knew that that part was that part of the land was calling me and it had been calling me for, for several days. So I finally had a space and time and I decided to go up to the labyrinth. So I went up to the labyrinth before I even started it. I took off my feet, my, my feet, <laughs> took off my shoes and my socks and stood barefoot on the land and then I just felt this sense to, to start. And I'm not exaggerating. The very first step that I took, something inside of me moved and I started crying. And it was really unusual because there was nothing specific that I was thinking about or um, feeling sad about or joyful about. It just was this really bizarre experience where my first step like something got activated and I started crying. And the very same moment that I started crying when my foot touched the earth, the sky started raining. And it was this really, really profound experience for me where it felt like I and the sky were crying together. And it had a really deep meaning for me based on what had been coming up for me around my retreat. It was really... it by far one of the most profound moments in my life. But that was subtle. You see, like if I hadn't been paying attention, I may have not noticed the unusual timing of that. And the fact that it was not rainy before that it was sunny. There was, there was no signs of rain. And it was really unusual because the second I stopped the labyrinth, when I reached the end of it, I stopped crying and the sky stopped raining. It was like stepping into some kind of, well, like going through the other world, I guess. is the best way I can describe it, like veiling through the, stepping through the veil of the, under, uh, the other world. But it was subtle, and I definitely could have missed it. 
I also have had experiences where there's been waking life connections to messages in my dreams and my meditations. So something happens in my dream and then it connects to real life. Something happens in my meditation, it connects to real life. The signs and synchronicities continue to carry, repeat, deepen a message that I've received. So that brings us to, I think, an important question to explore, which is how do we know when we can trust a sign, a symbol, or a synchronicity to have meaning? In other words, when is intuition really speaking through to us with these signs and synchronicities? And how do we know when we're in the world of cognitive bias? How do we know when we're looking for meaning in places where maybe there's not meant to be a, a deep meaning in that moment? In other words, how do we know when to trust and to not analyze every single moment of every single day? Because that could get exhausting. (laughs) That could be a lot. You know, there is a certain amount of the other thing I want to just say before I go on about this is there's intentional veiling. And we have this intentional veiling because imagine if we were open to all the signs and all the messages at all times, like nobody would function. How would you get to work? How would you take care of your kids? How would you how could you be with your partner? How could you make your cook? How could you cook? How could you clean? How could you pay your bills? Like there's a lot of mundane, quote unquote, mundane human things that we need to do. And if there there is a there is a a wisdom to this veiling. So there's also a wisdom to honoring that veiling. We don't need to try to poke through the veil all the time. Okay, that's my little My little PS footnote, by the way, I think it's important to say here. So I want to share three ways that you can decipher whether your intuition is speaking to you through signs and synchronicities. Number one, repetition, repetition, repetition. I mean, a lot of repetition. Anytime you have something repeating in your environment, I understand it as a message to pay attention. So going back to the example I was talking about with the three foxes, is the message the repeating fox or is the repeating fox a way to get you to slow down, to pay closer attention to your environment and to receive the message that then wants to come through? You can't really tell unless you actually slow down to find out. So notice that repetition is pay attention. Please, please, please do your intuition a favor and don't Google all the things when they come up. I can't emphasize that enough. People all the time will, you know, like there will be a repeating number, for example, and then they'll Google it and they'll say, oh, you know, in numerology, this number went blah, 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 meant blah, 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 blah. Well, that's only useful if that's actually meaningful to you in that moment. If you have this sense that there's like a hit that feels like a, a hit in your heart space, it's like, yeah, that's totally it. But I think that it's actually more powerful when we allow the signs and symbols and synchronicities to reveal themselves to us. And so a different story, if, for example... I don't know, you start to have, let's go back to the fox example, you start to have repeating foxes. And then the next thing you know, you're having a conversation with someone who's talking about this 
card deck they have that has animals. And they're like, yeah, I keep pulling the fox. And I find that's really interesting because what this book talked about was the fox means blah, blah, blah. Well, that's really interesting because that could be maybe your intuition is trying to bring you that message. But I just say that because I think sometimes the Googling can get in the way of allowing messages to come through. Sometimes we may have a really strong hit to search something because that's an intuitive hit to lead us to information. But if our default all the time is not to trust ourselves, but to put the authority in other people's hands and other people's interpretations, that's when it's problematic. So also a side note about that. Don't Google all the time. It's not always necessary. Google yourself. That's what I always tell people. Google yourself. Google your environment. Intuition will eventually explain itself. Okay, number two. Three plus way verification. Three plus, what does that mean? Three or more ways of verification. So before I decide that something has a meaning, I notice if there are ways I can verify. So for example, when I first thought a red cardinal might be a sign from my grandfather, I asked for verification. It, you know, red cardinal feels like it's my grandfather. Is this intuitive sense I'm getting right? I waited. The next thing I know, I'm in a conversation with my mom on the phone, and she brings up about how she's been having these unusual encounters with red cardinals. I don't really remember the detail. I just remember that she had felt inspired to Google it, <laughs> which in that moment definitely was the right thing to do because of how she ended up becoming, ironically, this messenger for me, messenger for me in that moment, and like serving as a, um, serving as a voice for intuition because I hadn't Googled it. I had just kind of stayed open. And she said, you know, I think it might be grandpa because I read that cardinals can be a sign from a loved one on the other side. That was interesting to me because I had been thinking about it a lot and having these really unusual encounters with cardinals. I don't mean like cardinals, like duh, cardinals live in my habitat, but unusual, like I mentioned, where they're sitting outside my window and they're making a lot of noise, um, things like that. Okay. And then there, after that, there was this dream and meditative message messages that came through in my meditations. So in other words, I received verification that unusual and, and repeating encounters with red cardinals were connected to my grandfather trying to get through by receiving a nod to that message through multiple channels of information. That's really important. I just can't emphasize that enough. Again, these are, I think, ways that we can kind of balance an acknowledgement that signs and synchronicities are real and acknowledge that cognitive biases also can be real. It's as usual, it's not an either or, it's a both and. So if we go through these steps, we can really verify, okay, this is this, there's something happening here, I need to pay attention, rather than getting lost all the time, you know, like, oh, a leaf fell in front of me, what does it mean? Oh, a, a skunk just, well, a skunk would be weird, let's do something else. A squirrel just ran in front of me. Well, how many gosh darn squirrels are in your environment? Probably a lot. So we need different ways to verify Okay, number three, a feeling resonance. I always tell people that intuition speaks in long sentences. Long sentences, people. 
Okay, so intuition does not really work on the timeline that we wish in a social media instant gratification world. It speaks in long sentences. So if something is important, intuition won't make it confusing and will make it clear through repetition, multiple information channels, and oftentimes a feeling of resonance, like a yes or a oh, or a, you know, hair on your arm standing up. So um, I often have conversations with my, um, with my dog, Juju's dog walker, um, and we'll have really interesting conversations together, sometimes between, you know, when, when she's come back from a walk or something, when I'm doing client days, and she will often have moments where the hair on her arms stands up when something resonates. That's another example of like, oh, something's really resonating. So it can be like a physiological experience. So when you notice a sign or synchronicity that catches your attention, make a note to yourself and then keep yourself open, receptive to notice how you feel. Does it feel like a wave of yes? Does it feel like a wave of excitement? Does it feel like a little wink from the other side? Or does it feel like a cheeky joke? Or perhaps it feels like a vote of confidence? Feeling can give us useful information. And again, this is combined with other pieces. Is there repetition? Is there, do I have verification that comes through in multiple ways? And is there a feeling of resonance? As you can imagine, this takes time. It's not always all those things are in place to be able to verify an intuitive message, but I would just say it's a good, what do I want to say? It's a good principle. There are good principles to kind of have guide your practice. So when in doubt, when you're like, well, I don't know, is this an intuitive message or not? Ask for confirmation. It's likely in the sign or synchronicity, if the sign or synchronicity has meaning for you, then it will repeat or show up in multiple ways and it will resonate deeply with you. So ask, say, you know, like when the Cardinal situation came up, okay, I think, I think grandpa, you're trying to speak to me. You're trying to send me messages. You're wanting to get my attention right now with these really unusual red Cardinal encounters. If that's so, can you make that more obvious for me? Can you make that more clear for me? So to begin, I recommend that you, for the next week, you try on an experiment for size and try to stay open and receptive to intuitive messages in your wider environment. Again, subtle, not giant visionary experiences. They may happen. Cool. If they do, don't worry if they don't. We're looking for every day. Jot down moments that seem meaningful to you and check in at the end of the week. Okay, so you're going to go throughout the week and you're going to be like, that was really, un- this, this thing was really unusual. That, that gave me this really strong feeling. That made the, heart, the, the hair on my arm stand up, that blah, blah, blah. That you're just paying attention to in your wider environment. Making a note, do you notice any repetition? And then, you know, at the end of the week, do you notice any repetition? Do you receive the same message in different ways? Do you feel a deep-hearted sense of feeling seen and understood? If you're not sure, no problem. Just pull on the intuitive cord and ask for help. In your own way, just acknowledge what you've noticed and where you're confused. Okay, I get this. I don't really understand this. You know, in your own way, say that out loud, write it down, whatever it is. But you're acknowledging what you get, what you don't get, and you're staying open to see if you receive a response that helps to clarify things. 
Okay, that's it for this week's focus on signs and synchronicities. I hope you had fun. I had fun sharing it with you. I hope that you enjoy listening to this series so far. Next week, I'll be answering a listener's question about spirit guides and talking about how intuition speaks through our spirit guides. That'll be the fourth one in this series of how intuition um, speaks to us. So make sure you tune in next time. It's bi-weekly. And if you have a question for the podcast, check out my um, link on my website, marcymoberg.com forward slash podcast. And at the bottom, if you scroll down, you can submit a question. I would love to receive your questions because so far the ones I've gotten have been really great. And also... (laughs) doesn't have to be a question it could be a topic you could be there could be a topic that you'd really love to see me cover so you can send me a note that way too I absolutely consider every single submission uh, along with what I have planning coming up what I have planned coming up so if you're celebrating uh, the holidays during this time I wish you happy holidays if you're marking the new year I wish you a happy new year And the next time you'll hear from me, if you're listening to this in real schedule time, will be in 2020. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast, Tune In with Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts share your rating, and leave a review. Ideally, five stars. That way, more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love. Lots of love.